This podcast was brought to you by Pastor Mike Calstrip and Fellowship Church. For more information, visit thefellowship.church. Let's open our Bibles uh, together this morning to Jeremiah chapter 31. Jeremiah chapter 31, and then also, uh, also wanted to have you <clears throat> open to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Jeremiah 31 and 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 31, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And would you just bow your heads with me for a moment? Let's just prepare our hearts to receive today. Heavenly Father, we are so grateful for what it is that you're doing throughout the world, Father. The kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God continues to steadily march on, Father, towards its fulfillment of everything, Father, that you said would take place. And we're so grateful, Father God, to be a part of that in these last days. And we look to you now, Father God, for the Spirit of God to speak to our hearts. Father, I thank you for encouragement. I thank you, Father, for even repentance. I thank you, Lord God, for that which brings strength to the body of Christ today. I thank you, Lord God, for that which you have spoken concerning your plans and purposes for the church. And Father, we, we choose. And Father, we make the decision to be a part of everything that you're doing in the earth today. And Father, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. amen. Praise God. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 31, uh, we use this as a text uh, this last Wednesday night, but I'd like to revisit again. In verse 31 of the 31st chapter, the Bible says, behold, the days come. Now, you know, let's just, before we can read this, what's that first word? Behold. Behold. What's that mean? It's like, listen. Hey, you know, like trying to get your attention. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will make a new covenant. Everybody say new. new. Yeah, a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they break, although I was a husband unto them, says the Lord. But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts, and I will be their God and they shall be my people. And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord. Thank God, for they shall all know me from the least of them unto the greatest of them, says the Lord, because I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sin no more. Now, if you would please, over to the New Testament, chapter 5, the Apostle Paul writing here in verse 17, he says, therefore, if any man, everybody say any man, <clears throat> if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature or a new creation. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. You know, this morning I want to talk to you a little bit about a new way of living. Hallelujah in Jesus did you know that Jesus has a, a better way of living, a new way of living? You know, people a lot of times they'll say, you know, because 
life hasn't gone so good or, you know, things went sideways on them and they said, I wish I could just start over again. I wish I could just start all over again. Well, you know, the truth is that some of the things that happen in our life carry with them a a consequence, of course, because of maybe mistakes and failure and things of that nature. But thank God, there is that which is redeemable because of what it is that Jesus has done for us. And so moving forward or going forward, thank God our lives can be influenced by him so that we can have the life that he came to give us. How many of you believe that? Jesus, when he was here, he said that, He said, the thief only comes for one purpose, to steal, kill, and to destroy. But I have come. Everybody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, I have come so that you can have life and life more abundantly. In other words, life as God knows it. Not just in quantity. You know, we talk about eternal life or living forever or whatever. I'm talking about a quality of life that Jesus came to give you and me, the child of God or the believer. Hallelujah. And I mean, you know, when he said all things are possible to him that believes, guess what? He wasn't lying about it. Now, unbelief can certainly keep you out of the blessing of God. Doubt can keep you out of the blessing of God. You know, Peter was walking on the water, and he began to doubt. He looked at the waves. He looked at the winds and all of the boisterous things that were going on, and he began to sink. And that's not so far removed from people, Christians, believers. You know, they start out all right. You know, they got their eyes on Jesus. Everything's, you know, peace, love, dove. But then they get out there in the middle of it and the storms of life come and they start looking at the wrong things and all of a sudden they start to sink. Guess what? God does not want you to sink. Praise God, he wants you to be a wet water walker. Glory to God. Amen. (laughs) Where that came from. (laughs) But yes, he wants you to thrive. He has a, a new way of living. And on our text, it said, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Everybody say new. Yeah, a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things are become new. See, when Jeremiah was prophesying, you know, he was a prophet during the period of uh, 625 before Christ, six, seven hundred years, you know, whatever. And, And he said, the days are coming. When I am going to make a new covenant with the house of Israel, different from the one of old. Everybody say, thank God for the new covenant. Yeah, he said, I'm going to take my laws and I'm going to write them in their inward parts. They're not going to be on stone that Moses, you know, brought down off the mountain. I'm going to write it in their hearts. Hallelujah. And nobody's going to have to, you know, ask somebody else to get in contact with God because they'll all know me, from the least of them to the greatest. Aren't you glad for that? Thank God he opened the door so that you and I could have access into the very throne room of God, into the very presence of heaven itself, to be able to talk to our Father, glory to God, and to receive what we need when it comes to this life. Hallelujah. So I'll tell you what, praise God, you're on the winning team whether you realize it or not. 
You know, it's like, you know, a lot of folk, they're sitting on the bench, you know, and they're all bummed out. The team is out there fighting, and they're winning, you know, but they're not cognizant. They're not, they don't know the reality. Hey, we're winning. Look at the clock. Look at the score. Now they're just, you know, down here, you know, in their, in their everyday humdrum kind of life, just whatever. Dude, I'm telling you what, a bunch of Christians need to get their eyes looking up instead of down. Are you listening to me? That ought to be you and I. The ones, praise God, that are waiting for his company and his coming. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, living his life isn't something you can do on your own. People have tried. People are trying, you know. Will we get our own stuff mixed up in there and screw everything up? Are you listening to me? Huh? <laughs> we sure try. And then we get our little doctrines going, you know, because we like life just a certain kind of way. And so we're going to make everything fit so we can have life the way we want it. Guess what? That don't work. Thank God it's his way or no way. Jesus said, I am the way. Isn't that right? You know, especially today, I mean, praise God, there are so many weird doctrines out there and doctrines of devils. You know, I mean, it's everywhere. I mean, it's, it's the wildest thing you ever heard, some of the stuff that people are talking about. Well, thank God for his word because it never changes. Amen? You got to compare what's being said with what has been said. <clears throat> are you with me? And if it doesn't line up with the Bible, you might as well just throw it out and forget about it and keep on moving. Are you listening to me? Because praise God, he said, you know the truth and the truth will make you free. You know, we used to sing this song, you know, I found a new way of living. I found a new life divine. Hallelujah. I have the fruit of the Spirit. I'm abiding, abiding in the vine. <clears throat> Abiding in the vine, abiding in the vine, love, joy, health, peace, Jesus made them mine. I have prosperity, power, and victory, abiding, abiding in the vine. Hallelujah. You know, when you abide in the vine, there's a new way to live. Glory to God. And God wants you to have that kind of life. When Jesus came, we know he came for the salvation of the world. That's true. But also, he came to give us and teach us a new way of living. Thank God you don't have to live, you know, by the weak and the beggarly elements of this world. You don't have to get down in the mully grubbing around, you know, trying to decide who's better than the other person. You know, from the least of them to the greatest of them, they're going to know me. And we're not going to compare ourselves among ourselves. We're not going to say the haves and the have-nots. We're not going to, you know, allow intellectualism and academia, you know, to try to beat us down. Because I'll tell you what, we got the goods, child of God. Are you listening to me? Now, I'm not against education, so don't, you know, sit there and get all tuned up about that. But I tell you what, I refuse to allow somebody. To, how could people be so smart and yet be so dumb? Have you ever asked yourself that question? Huh? And they try to intimidate. They try to browbeat. They try to make you think you don't know nothing. Dude, you got a brain. You know a lot of stuff. Are you listening to me? 
That's what they teach. Hallelujah. Don't ever be ashamed of the gospel. Are you listening to me? Well, that went over big. All right, keep right on moving. That's what they said. You know, if people aren't really getting on with it, just keep going. Hallelujah. That's what I learned. He came to teach us a new and a different way. And what I mean by that is outside and out from under the influence of sin. Paul said in chapter 6 of Romans, he said, sin shall not have dominion over you. And the new birth, being born again, is what makes that possible. How many of you are glad to be saved? I tell you what, thank God for the new birth. Thank God for being born again. Thank God for being under the blood. Glory to God. You know, and having our conscience washed with pure water so that, praise God, that blood that cleanses us makes us a new creation in him because greater, 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 greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Thank God, the indwelling presence of God, he's written it in our hearts, friends, so that we can live life the the way that God intended for it to be. Hallelujah. You're a victor, not a victim. And the sooner we learn that, the better off we'll be. But here's our trouble. <laughs> here's our trouble. Our trouble is, is learning to walk in the light of what it is that he has said. Learning. You know, <clears throat> He told his disciples, he said, follow me, and I'll teach you how to become fisher of men. That's what God does. He's, he's teaching us. He wants to. But if we don't listen, guess what? It doesn't make any difference, you know, how hard God might try to help you out. If you don't want to listen, guess what? He can't help you. You can blame God, blame the preacher, blame the church, blame whatever you want. But you know what? I'm just going to stay happy. Huh? Because praise God, I just know you need a little bit more instruction. I'm not your problem. It's like Keith Moore said one time, this guy, he comes up after the service and says, I don't like you. You know, what do you, what do you say to that? You just got done preaching a good message. Guy comes up, gets in your grill and says, I don't like you. Well, you know, Keith just stood there for a little bit. You know, it's kind of like, okay, man. How do, I react to, uh, how do I react to this? And finally, he just come up on the inside of me. He says, you don't know me. He said, if you knew me, you'd like me. <laughs> huh? <clears throat> well, you know, a lot of times people, they lash out. And they say all kind of things because they got, they got issues in their own life. It could be guilt. It could be shame. It could be. All kinds of things. So, you know, you guys, listen, believers, children of God. Man, dude, people are going to say all manner of evil against you. They're going to accuse you, lambast you, speak ugly against you, whatever. That's why the Bible says that when that happens, you need to pray for them. Because I tell you, dear God, they need prayer. And if you don't, who's going to? Are you listening to me? Don't make no never mind about all of that. You know, they're just, you know, a lot of times they're just fussing because they don't have inward peace themselves. Are you listening to me? Praise God. So again, you know, we need to learn to walk in the light of what it is that he's done. And I think that's so important. Because see, every time Jesus had an encounter with people, their lives ended up becoming altered. You, when, you, when you have an encounter with heaven, dude, you can't be the same. Now, you might bow your neck and 
turn and go the other way or whatever the case might be. But I tell you, you will never forget that you have come face to face with the living God. There was a woman, chapter 4 of John, uh, she was a Samaritan. And to give you a little bit of a background, Samaritans were what we would call uh, intermingled you could call them half-breed, I guess, Jews. In other words, they were Jews and Gentiles mixed together. And, and, and they, the, the Jewish people had no dealings with them because they were, quote-unquote, impure. And I've said this so many times. Let me say it to you again. Ethnic and racial problems have been around since day one. Huh? And you can do the blame game and all of that all you want, but that's never, ever going to cause or lift the lives of people up. Are you listening to me? So she's at this, and, and this is an interesting story because the Bible says it was noon, you know, six hour of the, or, you know, six hour of the day, noon. And the disciples had went to uh, Sychar, this little bitty town. The well was maybe, I don't know, half, three quarters of a mile from, from the city. You would have thought they built the city a little closer, but it doesn't matter. So anyway, <laughs> um, <clears throat> And so, obviously, if you needed water, you're going to have to go to the well to get it. It's Jacob's well. He'd, he'd given this ground to his son Joseph. And, and so, uh, Jesus was waiting for the disciples to come back. And here this woman comes, you know, at high noon. Now, I find this a very interesting story because I've, I've thought about her condition, her demeanor, her, her place, her status, in life. And it wasn't a good one, you guys. All right. And the reason I say that is, is because when Jesus engaged her in conversation, he said, if you knew the gift of God and who it is or says to you, give me a drink, you would ask of him and he would give you living water. And she's thinking in the natural, she said, hey, man, give me the water, man. I'm tired of coming back and forth here. You know, so he says, go call your husband. And she says, well, I, I don't have a husband. And he says, well, that's the truth. And then he, by word of knowledge, tells her that she's been married five times and the man that she's with right now is not her husband. So she's on number six. She's not, not, not a good average. You know what I'm saying? Now, when, when he said that to her, a complete stranger, guess what? She's now face-to-face having an encounter with God. And she's, you know, then she asked a question about, you know, where we're supposed to worship. She said, you know, we worship here. You say it's in Jerusalem, blah, blah, blah. Jesus said, don't worry about all of that. True worshipers are going to worship me in spirit and in truth. But here's a thought to this. She's been, she's been married five times. You know, life hasn't gone real well for her. Would you, would you agree? Okay. In other words, a lot of failings, a lot of mistakes, one after another. And now she's with some guy, probably, you know, just, you know, trying to eke out some kind of a living or whatever, you know, to survive. And I don't know if this is true or not, but go with me on it. It's noon, probably the hottest part of the day. Chances are reasonably good that when people went to draw water, they either did it in the morning or at noon. But I'd like to suggest to you, and this is just a thought, it isn't, you know, you can't find it in the Bible, okay, so, you know, don't get all revved up, 
But I'm going to guess that that woman went to that well in the heat of the day because she knew that no one else would be there. And she was probably ashamed. But I'm telling you what, you guys, Jesus showed up. And he had an encounter with her, and, she, and, and essentially he said, it doesn't make any difference about any of this. I offer you a new way of life and living if you'll but come and drink from me. Isn't that beautiful? She goes back to town. She says, hey, you need to come see this guy. He's told me everything about my life. Well, he didn't really tell her everything about her life, but he told her enough to get her attention. And I will guarantee you that that woman's life got changed on that day. Are you with me? There was another guy in chapter 5. I'm talking about a new way of living. How many of you know God wants to, he wants to offer you a new way of life, a new way of living? And you say, well, you know, my life is not, you know, I'm not blatantly in sin. I'm not, I don't have some, you know, overt problem, you know, going on in my life. Well, good. Hallelujah. You've improved. But guess what? God has a whole lot more for you. Amen. He's not through with you yet. Are you with me? So back to the guy in chapter 5. He is laid daily. You talk about a broken life. You talk about a life with no hope. You talk about an emptiness. I mean, just an existence, and that's about it. Every day, people would take him, drag him out there, and lay him at the pool of Bethesda, along with a whole lot of other folk. And for 38 years, he'd been out there, crippled, never walked. Jesus walked up to him and he says, hey, will you be made whole? And he says, well, I don't have a man. You know, when the water's moved, somebody else comes down, they get healed, and I miss out on it. He said, rise, stand up and walk. Hallelujah. I'm offering you a new life. You think that guy got happy? I'll guarantee you his life was never the same. And it's because Jesus came to him, just like he has so many of us, and offered us a different way of living. I found a new way of living. Now that means you got to put away the old and put on the new. Are you listening to me? There was another woman. Her life's messed up. You know, people's lives are kind of messed up. I'm going to go over here and preach a little while. These people have been sitting over here about ready to go to sleep. <clears throat> People's lives are messed up, Brent. Thank God Jesus showed up, especially for you. But anyway, you know, we, 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 we mess up our lives. We don't intend to, but we do. Well, I know more than you. No, you don't. It's like, you know, Kate McVeigh went into that prison and she's, you know, preaching to about like three, four hundred of these guys in prison. And she preaches this message that says, God is smart and you are dumb. Now, you know, I don't know that you tell people that, but she did. And when it was all over, she had an altar call and they all showed up in the front and gave their hearts to Jesus. He's smarter than you are. And so in this story, I'm just talking about what can happen in your life. This gal, we don't know how it happened, but 
she went down the wrong road. And she ended up in an overnight stay in a place that she didn't belong with some other man. The Bible says she was taken in adultery. The Jews, they must have known, you know, how did they find her? Huh? They drag her into the temple where Jesus is preaching and teaching and humiliate her and says, we found this woman in the very act of adultery. And I find it interesting because in the scriptures, in the next verse, it says now. And I got to believe that there was with that a certain uh, uh, flavor in these Jews because they, were tra- they didn't care about her. All they were trying to do is trap him. And so they said, now, now, Moses said in the law, she ought to be stoned. What do you say about it? And, you know, Jesus started writing on the ground. You know, sometimes you don't always answer right away. Huh? Sometimes it's just, you know, better to just be quiet for a little bit. And they kept hounding him. And so he said, he finally stood up and he said, Well, whichever one of you that is without sin, you can get it started. And the Bible says being convicted by their own conscience Beginning with the greatest to the least of them, they started walking away. I'm talking about a new way of living. Well, when it was all over with, he stood up and all of them had left. And he looked at the woman and he said, where are your accusers? Is there no one here to condemn thee? We're talking about the Son of God here, you guys. Now, he didn't condone it, but he didn't condemn her. He says, is there no one here to condemn you? And she says, no one, Lord. And he said, neither do I. Go. And what's the next words? Sin do what? Sin no more. Now, we got a lot of, you know, you talk about different doctrines that are going on in the world today, you know. But we got doctrines going on where people, you know, they can live however they want. They can do whatever they want. And you know, Jesus, will, you know, he's a loving God, so it's not a big issue. It is a big issue. Huh? You know, God wants you to live right. When he went and gave his life on the cross at Calvary and shed his blood, he did it so that you would not have to be bound by sin. But people don't want to talk about sin. They don't want to define what sin is. They want everybody to just be able to do whatever it is that they want. Well, you know what, folks? That's not the way it works. Because everyone in their heart knows the difference between right and wrong, and you have to make a decision about how you're going to live. He offers a new way of life. And not only that, but he empowers you through the power of the Holy Ghost to be able to do it successfully. Are you with me? Now, if you choose to buy into a lie and say, well, you know, I can do whatever I want. Listen, uh, whatever you want has not worked out real well, as we can see. Huh? Huh? But thank God you can live your life in a way that is pleasing and honorable to him. And I tell you what, life can be like heaven on earth. Glory to God. How many of you like to have some of that? Come on. How many of you like to have some of that? How many of you are having some of that? Huh? We choose to obey God and follow him. So we can live above the weak and beggarly elements of the world, but again, we have to learn to abide in the vine. I don't have time to get to this in John chapter 15, but you can can read it for yourself. Jesus wants you, listen, Jesus wants you to learn from what it is he's told you. 
Are you with me? It's not enough to hear it. You got to learn that he is right all the time. Come on. He's all he's right all the time. And I tell you what, sometimes, I don't know how you, how you feel about this, but sometimes, you know, repenting and admitting that you're wrong is not fun. I do it with her all the time. You're right. Did you get a charge out of that? But I tell you what, that's where, free, that's where freedom is. That's where victory is. That's where the blessing of God is. You know, some of the biggest you know, character-building words that you can ever allow to escape your lips is to say, I'm sorry. And yet a lot of folk, they won't do it. Bless their darling hearts and stupid heads. Because they'd rather allow ignorance, not ignorance, but arrogance, that too, I guess, you know, and pride... Drive a wedge in between them and the relationship that God wants them to have in, in, in the fullest amount of purity. How many of you are glad you came today? I'm telling you what, God's got a better way for you to live. But you've got to live it His way, not the world's way. Huh? I don't know about you, but the last time that I checked, loving my enemy was not that much fun. Praying for those who despitefully use me is not that much fun. Huh? I, I just heard here recently somebody, you know, speaking disparagingly about the church, about Christians, you know. And they had their own theology about all this stuff. And it was nothing but a bunch of junk, you know. And, and speaking, you know, directly and, and things of that nature. And I thought, yeah, need to pray for them. And so I did. Matter of fact, I prayed for them a couple times here lately. I'm asking God to open the eyes of their understanding so their hearts can be enlightened to know what is the hope of his calling. Amen? To give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. Not their goofed up, worldly kind of mix it all up and throw it out on the table and try to come up with something. Huh? Yeah, glory to God. (laughs) Amen. You know, I've went off into some weeds over here somewhere. I, I don't even know where I'm at in my notes. So I hope, uh, praise God, uh, we can learn something from this. You know, I think uh, talking about, oh, I know what I was talking about. He wants you to learn. You know, he was with his disciples, and I mean, he didn't say it this way, but I mean, repeatedly say, dude, what part of this don't you understand? How long am I going to be with you? What's that saying? They're not getting it. Huh? Well, if they didn't get it, what do you think about us? Huh? But he wants us to. You know, when he was talking, you know, to those guys on the road to Emmaus, he said, well, no, this is another account. He said, you do err not knowing the scriptures. So in other words, what's he doing? He's pointing us to the Bible. He's saying, you want to know the truth? It's right there in that book. And it'll set you free. Are you listening to me? But over and over again, you know, you know, they'd say this different stuff, you know, and, and Jesus, you know, he would just say, wait a minute, wait a minute. Didn't we just get done talking about this? Didn't I just show you, you know? And so it's like, how long, you know? You with me? God wants us to learn. And guess what? We can do it.
Did you hear me? You can do it. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes the devil will come and say, well, you ain't that smart. You never figured it out. You haven't figured out anything since you were born. What? You know, all this condemnation, you know, kind of junk. It's a lie. I'm telling you, the Bible says that if any man or woman be in Christ, they are a what? A new creation. And old things have passed away. And behold, all things are become new. So the next time the devil says that you can't, understand it you can't do this you can't get it you can't 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 you just tell him that verse of scripture devil have you ever read second corinthians 5 17 because it says that if any man's in christ he's a new creation and he'll be gone before you get that sentence told old things passed away and all things have become new Praise God forevermore. So let me, let me uh, try to bring this to a close here this morning. We're coming up on our time. But, you know, this is what ends up happening. You know, people, God will make you a promise. He'll tell you, you know, not to fear. He'll say, don't be afraid, only believe. Or he'll tell you, I'll take care of you. Praise God. You know, he said, behold, the fowl of the air. We were watching the birds, you know, with the snowstorm and different stuff. Dude, they weren't worried about it, but they came out when it was time, and they were in our backyard, and, I mean, they were cleaning the house because she's got a, like a smorgasbord of whatever. I mean, she's got it all. She says, well, they're not going to this one feeder. I said, well, man, man they, got, they got lobster and, and, and filet mignon down here, and this is like I don't know what it is. Why are they going to go there when they can go there? Are you with me? They ain't worried about it. Behold the fowl of the air. They sow not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you, you know that, you know, God takes care of them. I got my Solomon thing and the birds kind of mixed up there. You know what I'm saying? But in other words, he clothes them. He feeds them. And so then he, he concluded, he said, if you then being, you know, evil or natural know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? I'm kind of mixing a whole kind of bunch of stuff up in here, but you're getting it. Yeah, it's working. How much more? How much more? How much more? How much more? We don't always think about that, but I'll tell you what, praise God. You know, when it comes to your mind that there's deficiency, when there's lack, when you don't have enough, when it looks like everything's going sideways, you just need to shout, how much more will my Father which is in heaven give me good things? Glory to God. Good things. Everybody say good things. God don't have no bad things. You know? If you got this theology going on in your mind, you know that God, you know, he's the author of the good, the bad, and the ugly. You need to get your theology straightened out. God is a good God. We live in a fallen world where the God of this world kills, steals, and destroys. But Jesus came to give us life and life more abundant. Glory to God forevermore. Woo! Hallelujah. It's like I said, don't wait till you get to heaven and you got to go to remedial school and get your theology straightened out. Learn it here. Huh? You know, you don't want to be in heaven and say, where are they going? Well, they're going to the class. They're going to the class. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't get it. So they're going to the class to get their stuff straightened out. You don't want to be in that group. I mean, thank God you're in the group, but you know what I'm saying. 
Let's get it now. Then we don't have to worry about that. Hallelujah. So he makes a promise to you. And people, you know, I mean, I understand when your life is going sideways and it's jacked up, you know, and, every, and it just looks wrong, you know. Uh, that's, that's where God loves to be, in the impossible, into things that, that looks like it can't change. And, you know, a lot of times preachers like me and different ones will encourage people, hey, man, I tell you, God's got a better way of living for you. I'm telling you, a new life divine, love and joy and peace. He's made them yours. They go, yeah, 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 whatever. You know, you just can't stand up there and deny what's going on in my life. You know, you can't deny my feelings and the way I feel. You know what? I don't much care about what you feel. Huh? And I may not be able to deny what's going on in your life, but this I can tell you for sure. I can deny whatever it is that's going on in your life. It's right to control you, to control how you think, what you believe. Are you listening? And how you behave. You know, sometimes, man, you just got to do it by faith because that's what he said. I'm, I've been married to this woman loving her for 43 years. Whew. It's not that bad. We were just, yeah, you got that right. We were just talking about it. She says, now, we were driving down the road together. I tell you, we're just in love. Glory to God. We're driving down the road together. She says, you know, surely Jesus is going to let us be able to hang out together in heaven it ain't, you know, because the Bible says that we're not given in marriage and so on and so forth. I said, I got to believe that. Come on, we ain't going nowhere. We're going to stay close. It's tight, but it's right. You know what I'm saying? Come on. You know what I'm saying? That wouldn't be right. I mean, that wouldn't be right, Mary. Hallelujah. You can have heaven on earth if you want it. You quit your fussing. Oh, I know, none of you ever fuss. Hallelujah. You know, so you don't allow it to control your life. You don't allow your feelings to control you because pretty soon you'll be saying things you wish you hadn't said. You're going to be doing things you wish you hadn't had done. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Don't allow those things to dictate to you. They don't have to control you. It's just like in, you know, it's just like exercising. You know, there's times when you don't feel like exercising. Matter of fact, I feel that way all the time. So I just don't do it. I just stay away from it, you know? You with me? But my wife, she goes to the Y, you know, and, and does her swimming. And, and before she goes, a lot of times she goes, man, I do not feel like doing this. But she does it. We walk by faith, not the way you feel. Are you with me? Your feelings are fickle. Huh? It's like that January new resolution, baby, you got going. You know, by golly, we're going to get out there. We're going to get some miles on her, you know. And, and so you go out there, and you're all ready to go and all that. And here we are now about the 16th, 17th month. You go, I ain't feeling it. Huh? Am I in the right house? Doug Reed? Hallelujah. We're just humans. Yeah, and that's the way that goes. But I tell you what, praise God, life can be different. Hallelujah, you can do all things through him. Now, here, I'm just going to close with this thought because I want, you to, I want you to see this. You know, so much of what's being done in the world today, you got to, you know, Jesus said, well, Paul actually said, 
We are not ignorant of his devices. Whose devices? Satan's devices, right? We're not ignorant of it, huh? You know, and yet sometimes we play right into the hand of the devil. So I say this in this context, so much of what's being done in the world today, it is intended, it is intended to solicit a particular negative response or reaction from people. So before, you know, you, you strap on the, you know, your bullets and your guns and all of this, just take a deep breath, okay? And ask Jesus what it is that you need to do. I'm all about guns. I like to shoot guns, man. I think that's awesome, okay? But so much of what it is that we hear going on today, there, like I said earlier, there's so much hatred and negativity. But, but, but be smart enough to realize how, what's driving this. And just say, not me. I ain't going there. I'm not going to be a part of that. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. And a lot of times, you know, what ends up happening, when people don't realize the self-destructive nature of those things. If you buy in, then you're in on it. And then you get all, you know, jazzed up. And that's, that's why I'm saying, man, shut that stupid TV off and stop watching it. Unless you want to watch Barney Fife or something, you know. I mean, he can't hurt you. Nerf ball, you know. Some of you are looking, who's Barney Fife? <laughs> I'm just going to leave you guessing. But if we buy into this stuff, it has a negative effect on our lives. It sows the seeds that produce an, a bad result. You ever been in a fight with your wife? How'd that work out? Nobody's smiling and nobody's laughing. <laughs> sure, we all have. And when you get in a fight with them, guess what? Nobody wins. Nobody wins an argument, isn't that right? But you rather what we can do is learn. Everybody say learn. learn. We can learn. Hallelujah. Woo! What are we learning, Pastor? The Bible says, let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth but rather that which is good to the use of edifying that it may minister grace to the hearer. Come on. Oh, boy. I have found a nerve, honey. Start the car. I know you're getting such a charge out of this, and we'll read some more to you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth, but that which ministers grace to the hearer. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby we're sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, there are a lot of bitter folk right now. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another. Now, that's easier said than done sometimes, isn't it? Huh? But guess what? You can do it. I said, you can do it. I said, you can do it. I said, you can do it. I'll tell you a couple times here. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. And be followers of God as dear children and walk in love. Love never fails, you guys. 
Don't you dare get all mixed up and messed up in all of this agitation and stuff like that that's going on. You, you go down the middle of the road, you stay happy. Are you listening to me? Stay out of this nonsense. I turn off the noise. Are you listening to drama, 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 drama? And they regurgitate it 400,000 times from every direction imaginable. And then they bring all these people in, you know, that they, you know, they're commenting, they're giving their opinion. Dude, come on. There's a whole lot more to life than that. You know, go and watch the birds. That's what we do. You know, we got this squirrel. He's as, he's as wide as he is tall. Actually, all of them are. I mean, they're on full feed. I go to Baumgars and I buy feed like, it's, like I'm feeding cattle, you know? But they are the happiest campers on the planet. There's too much life to be lived, too many opportunities for us to be a blessing to other people. You know, when you wake up in the morning, ask God to make you a blessing. God, make me a blessing. Well, we don't do that. We're quarantined. Well, someday, thank God, maybe you come out of that hole and you can be a blessing to the world around you. Are you listening to me? Praise God. We're living in the last days, you guys. Let's get her done. Amen. Why don't you stand with me? I've talked long enough. I'll probably talk too long, but praise God. Thank you, Lord. A different way of living. How many of you want to live differently? Praise God. Live His way. Glory to God. Let's bow our heads together. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Father, we're so grateful today. Because you made it possible, Father, for us to be able to live a life that's different from the rest of the world. You said that we were the salt of the earth and the light of the world. And God, I thank you that you sent the Holy Spirit to help us, to empower us. Father, to encourage us, to give us peace. And Father, in these troubling times, these perilous times that we live in, God, I ask you to help the church to look to you. Yes, Father God, to turn their eyes upon Jesus. And I just thank you, Father God, for the calming of the storms that are in so many people's lives. And God, I just want to thank you in advance for your blessing. We know, Father, there's so much yet to be done, opportunities, Father, for us to take, things, Father God, to be able to do to make a difference in the world in which we live. And so, God, I ask you to help us as a church, help us as individuals, Father God, may we always be ready to give a reason for the hope that is within us. And Father, in that we will rejoice. Glory to God. Now, while heads are bowed, eyes are closed, no one's looking around. You know, I talked about a new way of living, a new way of life. And perhaps your life hasn't been the best, uh, maybe because of mistakes or whatever. It doesn't matter. But you know, today can be a new day for you. You know, the Bible says that if we'll come to him, he said, come to me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. How about that? Dear friend, do you need rest? Rest for your souls. You know, maybe, uh, well, I talked about it a little bit, but you know, sometimes people, they, they end up saying things they shouldn't say, and you know, fighting, and these are the people that we're supposed to love. But you know what? Praise God, it can be different. 
there's an opportunity here for you to make a change. So while every head is bowed, eyes closed, no one's looking around. If you happen to be here and you're a child of God and, and yet you know that you know there's a mistake that's been made, it needs to be righted, and you're saying, Jesus, I'm so sorry. I ask you to forgive me. You know, if that's you here today, just raise your hand wherever you're standing. All right, thank you, bless you. Yes, anybody else? Want to join these? Yes, thank you. Praise God. Anybody else? Maybe you're here this morning while heads are bowed, eyes are closed, and you've never ever really ever asked Christ to come into your heart and be the Lord of your life. You know, the Bible teaches us that there is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. That's a fact. And yes, he loves you. The Bible says God so loved the world that he gave his son so that whoever would believe in him wouldn't perish but have everlasting life. He wants you to be a part of his family. But if you've never asked him to come into your heart and be the Lord of your life to forgive you of all your sins, then today is a great day. While heads are bowed, eyes are closed. If anyone is here this morning, you'd say by your uplifted hand, Pastor, would you pray for me? I have an interest in your prayer because I want to know him in a real and a genuine way. Anyone as I look across our crowd here this morning before we pray. Thank you, Lord. Anybody at all? Just wait for a few moments here. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, ma'am. Yes. Thank you. You've never asked him to come into your heart and be the Lord of your life. Anyone else? Praise God. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And congregation, I want us all to pray the prayer together. And those of you that raised your hand, I just want you to let your heart agree with this prayer. And Jesus is going to meet you right where you are. Hallelujah. And your life won't be the same. Hallelujah. Say this with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you today and I ask you to forgive me of all my sin. Come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. Teach me your ways. And I thank you for making me the person you want me to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Now, let me just give you a bit more instruction here before we dismiss. I want to mention to you that, you know, some of you, you, uh, you raised your hand because of, you know, something that's gone on within your life that you just want to make right. And praise God for that. I tell you, it's awesome. Sometimes, you know, we know what we want in our heart, but we don't always know how to, you know, carry that out or live that out or what to do. And the reason, so the reason I'm saying this is when we dismiss, I, wanna, I want you to know that we have people that are available that would love to, you know, take some time and pray with you and talk with you about whatever it is that, you know, you may be, you know, facing or challenged with. And they're not going to take a lot of your time or anything of that nature. But, you know, if there's a need in our life, let's get it met. 
And so I'm just saying that when we dismiss, if you have that need in your life, don't be embarrassed. Just come. I'll be standing right here, and, and I'll direct you towards some individuals within our church that can, you know, spend a little time with you and pray with you. Now, uh, for those of you that may have made a decision to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, you know, I, I know you have an option. When, the, when we dismiss, you can either go out the doors or possibly you could come and uh, uh, let us know of your decision. Let me know because we've got some books and material we would love to place within your hand to help you get started in this new life that Jesus uh, is offering to you. I hope that you will do that uh, because we love you. Jesus loves you. We care about you and we want the best for you. And um, so uh, anyway, with, with those offers and those invitations, uh, I hope that you'll make that decision. How many of you are excited about uh, 2021? You ought to be. I said you ought to be. This Wednesday night, I'm going to be teaching a, a lesson on uh, uh, walking in his fullness, I think. Is that the, what the title I gave? Something like that. Okay. Um, Walking in his fullness. Last Sunday, or last Wednesday night, man, we had a time, and we're just going to continue. We're going to pick up where we left off. And then next Sunday, the illustrious, the vivacious, the exciting Marty Blackwelder is going to be with us as our guest on Sunday morning, Sunday night. Pastor Monty Knudsen, one of my very best friends, is going to be here communicating on Monday night. You need to come and be a part of that service. I mean, it's an incredible communicator, and he'll bless your life. We're going to talk about, praise God, the life of faith and using faith for our future. And then not only that, then on Tuesday and Wednesday nights, um, Reverend Gary Crowell and his wife Connie are going to be with us, missionary statesmen from God only knows all over the world, mostly in China and uh, some foreign countries like that. They went to Haiti. They started out in Haiti. And, uh, and then they've been everywhere. So great lineup of people that will help you to grow in your relationship with Jesus. And uh, it'll be a great atmosphere. Wonderful, wonderful time. And so we're going to have a lot of fun. So anyway, hope you can join us for those things. And uh, with that being said, let's stand, everyone. Hallelujah. If you'll turn, greet those around you. Let them know that you're glad they came today. I'll let you be dismissed. God bless. Love you guys.